Hi, hey everybody. Welcome back to Yenzer's Talking Sports. This is episode two. My name is Brandon. This is my co-host Jeff. Hey guys. This time we're going to be talking about the defense. Uh, if you see episode one, we went over the Steelers' offense. We're going to give a little preview of the defense, and uh, and we'll talk a little bit about OTAs. All right, take away. All right. Well, we'll start with the defensive line here. Um, nose tackle. We're still looking at Cameron Hayward. They have in this defensive end on some of the the depth charts, but he is basically your nose tackle with Montavious Adams. Which, to be honest, I'm not even sure he's going to make the team this year. His play really fell off last year, and they are Brita Fajeko. Um. Don't know much about him. And then for the the ones playing ends, we've got Larry Obanjobi and Javarvin Leal. But I see Leal as a kind of uh, tweener. He's lost some weight. He's down to 290. He's a bit faster. They're talking about putting him on the outside to see if he can generate some pressure. I mean, what do you think about that? Well... Well, starting from the beginning, uh, obviously with Cam Hayward, you know what you're getting, professional. Um, his play hasn't declined that much, I don't think. Um, then you talk about Ogunjobi at left end. Maybe a little bit disappointing. Um, last year, a little surprised they brought him back, actually. Um, then you got Keanu Benton, which I'm just pulling up some numbers on him right now. Second round pick. Yeah. I hear he was a beast in college. Yeah, out of Wisconsin. He's big boy, 6'4", 315. Wow. Born in 2001. Makes you feel old. (laughs) But the reason I bring that up is because I was looking at the ESPN depth chart. They got him listed as a starter um, in the base 3'4". I don't know if that's a given. Well, I think if he can beat out Montavious Adams, he might actually be a starter. Because Leo's kind of like in the... He's kind of up in the air what they're doing with him. So I don't know what what the game plan is. And it looks like the Steelers don't know what the game plan is with DeMarvin Leo. Yeah. And the people behind them like Armand Watts, Manny Jones, uh, Jonathan Marshall, uh, James Nukamea. I don't know much about these guys other than possible camp bodies, practice squad. It's hard to see them making the team as starters. Right. Yeah, I agree with you there. Look, Montreal's abs didn't do too much less. Then you get into the linebackers. That's where it gets a little bit fun. Well, like I said, ESPN, the way they do the death start, uh, they got DJ Watt as a linebacker. Of course, he's on the left. Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah, oh, 28. He'll be 29 in October. 
Uh, obviously injured last year against Cincinnati. Team struggled without him. Yeah, I think they were like one in six. Yeah, and the, the interesting thing you you were mentioning, uh, or we were going to talk about anyway, Alex Highsmith and the contract negotiations about extending him. He had, I believe, three and a half sacks with Watt out last year. So he could be another guy, like another Bud Dupree, who's more effective with Watt than he would be, you know, in another system. So I'm not sure what that contract would look like or what they'd be willing to give him. But I think you got to take into account um, he was pretty much average without T.J. Watt. Well, I think they brought in some some good people to back up. And then, depending on how Highsmith does, I mean, Nick Herbig and especially Marcus Golden, he might just slide into that spot if they can't get a deal done, especially if Golden plays well. I see Highsmith struggling if struggling to, to stay with the team, especially if Golden plays well. Yeah. And, and there's a looking at his stats from last year. Um, they brought him in. He had, let's see, 37 tackles, no sacks, no forced fumbles, no interceptions. So, um, you know. But it looks like um, he didn't play. Hold on. Sorry, my kid. We're having storms, so it's a little slow. My internet, of course. <laughs> so he was hurt last year, so you don't know what you're going to get with him. But and beyond those, beyond those two backups, we've got Toby and Dukeway. Quincy Roach is still on the team. I and David Perales, and I don't know much about David or Toby. I'm. Quincy's okay, but I mean Tomlin likes him. He's good depth. He knows the system. That's about all I can say. Yeah. Um. I, and honestly, I think that they're still searching for some more established depth at linebacker. I know Miles Jack is still out there. I don't know if they bring him back. Um. Uh, we know we had Bud Dupree in town for a visit, then he went and signed with Atlanta pretty cheap. Um, they were connected to some other people here and there, but talking to another guy they brought in, Landon Roberts, last year, 68 tackles, four and a half sacks. Um, well, they've got him listed as a starter next to Cole Holcomb in the inside linebacker position. But uh, my the camp favorite right now is Mark Robinson, he's really seemed to take that next step. He's had a he's had a pick in OTAs. He looks good. It's whether he can cover. And that's the thing. That's what they're looking for with the inside linebacker. What they've been looking for. They were hoping Devin Bush was going to be that guy. Uh, never really the same player after he hurt his knee. Um, they tried different people. Miles Jack. Um, what's his name? After- that they brought in from Jacksonville the year before Jack Schobert. Um, yeah, he was he was the less than ho hum. Yeah, but they don't have much behind them. They have Tanner Muse and Chappelle Russell, which I've heard Tanner Muse's name kicked around, but I don't know much about him. Yeah, same here. Um, went up a little bit from him. We got here last year. 
16 tackles, no sacks, fumbles, interceptions. Nothing super exciting there. I mean, I'm personally excited to see Mike Robinson and what he can do. He he showed some flashes. He he made in some games at the end of the year last year because Bush just played so poorly. Yeah, so we'll see what he can do. Bush signed with Seattle pretty cheaply. I, I even think there was a spot where maybe uh, he was going to come back. Um, I don't think it was mutually benefit. It would have been like a Mason Rudolph coming back to me. Um, very unexpected if it did happen. I think he was ready to move on. I think the Steelers were ready to move on. Um, so hopefully it works out for him in Seattle. Well, now we got some... we got the secondary coming up. You want to start with safeties? Sure. That's more clean and cut. You got Minka Fitzpatrick and Demonte Kazi. They look like the two starters now. But they did bring in Keanu Neal. So he's going to push Kaze to see who's going to be that guy. Yeah, well, with Mika Fitzpatrick, um, that's my jersey. He's my favorite steal right now. You know you're going to get a guy who likes to hit, and he can make splash plays, as Tomlin likes to say. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Casey. I like Casey. I know, what was he, suspended last year for a few games. He was, you know, in and out of the lineup. But um, I think a full year of him is going to be good. I was a little surprised they didn't bring Edmonds back. Um, he moved on. But, um, I think he went to Seattle too, didn't he? A lot of people went to Seattle. Yeah, Seattle's busy. Um, check it out. Well, behind them, you have Trey Norwood, Scott Nelson, Elijah Riley, Kenny Robinson, and Miles Kilbrew. On sign of Edmonds ended up in Philadelphia. Um, oh, okay. Another cheap deal. I think what was it one year two two million. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, Keanu Neal. He was a big free agent, uh, one of the better safeties in the game a few years ago. It's fallen off a little bit. Uh, but last year well, I think... he had sixty three tackles, half a sack, one interception. Uh, but he's good depth, an experienced player. Still not very old. He's still only 27. So I think that was a good gamble for him. Well, I like Kazi only because when they seen to play last year, he made turnovers. He made splash plays. And that's what Tomlin likes, especially, you know, we're in the middle of OTAs, which Tomlin likes to call football in shorts or football-like or football-ish. So... Uh, if he could do well on OTAs, I think he's going to be the starter alongside Minka. Yeah, and um, now we're going to talk about the cornerbacks, which is a completely new group, pretty much, or at least three of the top four. Um, so out is Cam Sutton. He's off to Detroit. In is Patrick Peterson, out from Minnesota, former All-Pro. Um, on the other side of his career now, towards the end, but, you know, I he can still play. He's not what he was, but he's going to be solid. And I think that the real reason they brought him in is the next guys we're going to talk about. Uh, First-round draft pick, Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. And seventh-round pick, Corey Trice, which I know you're high on him. So you talk about those guys a little that bit. kid's a beast. 
That, he's lighting up OTAs. He's got interceptions. He's got pass deflections. I mean, he... Listen, he fell because of some medical... I think he tore his ACL, but he looks like... He looks like there's nothing wrong. And that that's key because... I mean, we're looking, he's a seventh-round draft pick, which if you can get seventh-round draft picks to make the team, that's something. But we're talking about a guy who may be starting with Porter next year. Well, they said he was probably going to be a, a possibly a third-round pick. And he, because of his medical flag, he just free-fall. And he could be the steal of the draft if if they get what out of him what he's got. I mean, and, you know, and that would you have Patrick Peterson to mentor these guys, a guy who's done it for a long time at a high level? Um, that's 13 a- years. Yeah. And, I mean, let's just l- throw some names out there. Uh, now we got Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you got Amari Cooper up in Cleveland. They're trying to get DeAndre Hopkins. Um, well, Baltimore has, like, five former first-round draft picks anyway, in addition to Odell. Cincinnati, obviously. Uh, with T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Well, they're talking about Hopkins in in Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to need depth at cornerback. There are a lot of guys you're going to have to cover in this division now. wasn't always that way, but a lot of the top wide receivers in the game play in the AFC North. And a couple of them in Pittsburgh. So, Well, there's some, there is some talk about Patrick Peterson moving to the slot, which... He's I mean, what he's gone into his 14th year, he's lost a step. He's not the guy he was 14 years ago. But could he handle the slot with his with his knowledge and his experience? And he's still fast. I mean, so I think he'd do well in the slot. Yeah, and the funny thing about corners in uh, pro football, to me anyway, is they're usually hit or miss. Now, I think, you know, as a Pittsburgh guy, Ike Taylor was somewhere in the middle. But um, we just saw Detroit trade uh, Jeff Okuda, who was like fourth overall two years ago to Atlanta. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Jets got an all-pro and Sauce Gardner. It's one or the other, it seems like. So, Joey Porter Jr., he's going to start. He's going to be tested. He's going to be doing and, bust. I, I think he's going to do well, though. And I think uh, it's looking at Patrick Peterson, Joey Porter Jr., Corey Trice. I guess the forgotten man right now is Levi Wallace. Yeah, I was just about to say that, yeah. And he's not, I, he played really well last year. And you've still got James Pierre. They, they brought in Chandon Sullivan, but I don't know. He he got a pretty low rating for PFF. And then we have Madre Harper and Luck Bucko. I'm kind of interested to see what Barco can do. I think he had six interceptions in the XFL. I mean, he was, he looked pretty good. Yeah, I honestly did not pay any attention to the XFL um, at all, so I couldn't tell you anything about And I think he took one to the house. So, I mean, he it wasn't just a couple picks. I mean, he, he took one to the house. So, we'll see. And that's what I think the uh, weak spot of the defense uh, last year was the secondary. I know maybe we overvalued Cam Sutton. I thought he'd be back. I thought he'd be a top priority. 
Um, kind of surprised to see how quickly he moved to Detroit. I think he was like a second day free agent signing for them, something like that. But, um, you know, a lot of people were, you know, criticizing the Peterson move because of his age, but I do feel like that was the plan. They knew they were going to draft a corner, multiple corners. I don't think they expected Corey Trice to fall to the seventh round, but they haven't got a mentor and a guy that can still perform, you know, like you said, not what he was, but this is what he is, so... He's like Grandpa Peterson. He's out there to teach the young bucks how to play. And I I like that. I think that was, I think that's his role. I think he knows that's his role. He's there to mentor. They say Joey Porter's come out and said he's taking him under his wing. You know, they're saying all the right things. So we'll see if it translates to on-the-field production. I think age is another thing that's changed um, over time, like, when you see these guys in their 30s playing positions other than quarterback, um, you know, you used to think, well, they're done. But guys are playing better, longer now. Um, so, who knows? I mean, we just need to, if he stays healthy and can produce at least what Cam Sutton did, maybe more, a little more, um, I think they'll be happy with that. Well, they're taking a lot of the hits out of the game. They're taking the kickoffs out. They're taking a lot of the concussions out. Which is fine. I get it. I mean, it's... I don't want to say it's a little watered down. It's getting watered down. You know, it's all about scoring. So, we'll see. Yeah, but definitely an improved unit, I think. Uh, the moves they made, I think the better linebacker. I think the secondary will be improved. Um, there might be some growing pains with the young corners. But, um, and of course, you know what you're getting up front with Hayward, Watt. Alex Highsmith, so it'll be fun to watch, see what they do this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to these uh, preseason games here. Yeah. The OTAs have been nice and, you know, football and shorts. You know, it's they're getting out there, these guys are getting to know each other. But uh, if some of these if some of these draft picks can hit, especially people like Corey Trice in the seventh round, I mean, these could be steals of the draft. Yeah. Yeah, definitely looking forward to see what these kids can do. Um, and, you know, another thing, like, real quick before we wrap this up, we're talking about Highsmith and his uh, contract situation. And I think I've, I've said this off air, too. Like, T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick are two of the highest paid uh, defensive players in football. So they want to add a third in Highsmith to that side of the ball when they might be able to replace that production. I mean, they replaced Dupree with him. Um, you know, they have a lineage. As long as they got somebody playing opposite T.J. Watt to take the double teams, they can do it. Um, but I, I just don't know. I mean, the offense is cheap. The defense isn't. So <laughs> it's a matter of what they want to spend on that side of the ball. Well, what, what are we bringing? Money ball to the NFL? Well, I, I mean... It's a form of it. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no... Um, there's In baseball, you don't have the salary cap. But, I mean, you do got to spread it out. Luckily, I mean, I always say, and when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, that's your window to build. Yeah. Don't you have to pay unless you got a Brady or Mahomes. You know, I, I think Baltimore might find that out very soon. <laughs> I'm hoping Baltimore finds that out really soon. 
I'm hoping Cleveland finds that out really soon. I can't doubt, you know? Um, you have to get very creative, and that's another thing with the Eagle or um, the Steelers front office bringing guys in from Philadelphia, built a, a complete roster. That's how they won the NFC, and that's what they're trying to do in Pittsburgh, build a complete roster. And um, I think they're taking some steps this year to get there. I think the future's bright. So what are we going to do next episode, episode three? You want to do the Pirates? Yeah, we've got to talk about the Pirates um, real quick. Six-game winning streak. They are playing open as we speak. Uh, it's Tuesday, Wednesday night. Wait, is it? No, it's Tuesday night. Sorry. Tuesday night we're recording. We'll release this tomorrow, Wednesday, June 7th. But, yeah, Pirates first place. No one saw that coming. Talk a little bit about that. Um, hopefully when we record again, they'll have an eight-game winning streak as they play Oakland, historically bad Oakland Athletics team. Um, but, yeah, that, that sounds good. So this is Jeff and Brandon coming at you from the Injures Talking Sports, and I'll go ahead and show a little thing up here. Yeah, check us out. Um, uh, BuzzFeed, Buzzsprout. We'll eventually be on Yahoo. We'll eventually be on Apple, uh, iTunes. We're just in the middle of getting it all together. Yeah, stick it out. It's going to be a fun ride. All right, see you on Friday. All right, see you. Bye.